Welcome to the podcast where Mercury is always in retrograde. Welcome back. It is the end of the year, and last week we did movies of the year. This week we are doing uh, TV shows of the year. So thanks for joining us. Um, it's it's me, Aaron, and also uh, here is co-host Liz. Me, Liz. Liz, here I am. Hey, everyone. How's it popping? Uh, 2020... <laughs> 2020 is coming to a close. Uh, everyone got their Spotify wrapped. What was everyone listening to this year? Uh, <laughs> we won't talk about it because it really was a mess. But uh, I no, it's like here's my think- thing. I'm shocked. Greek tragedy being on Shireen's number one list, like being her top song, is very on brand for her. You know, right. and like I feel like right. everyone else got a very on brand wrapped and I looked at mine and I went I was not this was not what I expected these were not the See, results that I, I, I get. I don't I don't think that Spotify's algorithm is correct I don't Ooh. think I know that everyone okay here's my conspiracy I know <laughs> that everyone's like yeah your Spotify wrapped is so accurate because it's just straight facts and data which like yeah it is straight facts and data but also i have songs on my spotify wrapped that i know for a fact i've only listened to three times in the entire year of 2020 yet Mm. they're like number 35 on my wrapped i'm like how does this make sense yeah i think so my my conspiracy is that the algorithm isn't really correct i feel like uh i they got a few things wrong and i also feel like not everyone is in the their point five percent of their artists listening like that's fucking crazy Mm, yeah well actually no if you do the math so like i was in the top 0.1 percent of mitzi's listeners but she has six million listeners and that's the top three hundred thousand listeners so when you do the math like that you kind of mm. get to see how it's like, okay, I can see where I, I just did, I just spit the wrong numbers out. So it, that came out really wrong, but um, that, you can kind of see how that all <laughs> plays out where like you have a lot of uh, millions of listeners and to be in the top 1% of your listeners, you just have to be in the first like hundred thousand or whatever. So like, that's a lot of people, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> that one is makes sense, but I I will I do agree with you, uh, actually. Um, so my thing is the top five songs list that I have I have beef with. Mine is probably just because like I actually just don't remember how often because I the way that I will listen to music is I'll just put a song on repeat and just let it sit while I'm doing something. So I will just forget that I'm listening to a song over and over again. Um, but the 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 hundred song list that you get from Spotify, like I know for a fact my brother has listened to three albums this year, but he definitely has a lot more and it's not just gonna show that one album as like a block in his Spotify list. Right. It's gonna try right. and like make it into an actual playlist. Cause that's Spotify's whole fucking shit. So it's not I, I did see a tweet about this that was saying like Actually, it's not straight data. It is the interpretation of that data, which is where you get into statistics and data interpretation, and, like, that gets messy. So, actually, no. If it is accurate Mm. to your taste, then they actually did a good job with that algorithm. But, like you said, like, 
it's not it, it's it's actually not straight math like <laughs> i know everyone's like it's just raw data and it's like actually no you the raw data is absolutely like untenable i'm not gonna read that shit <laughs> no thanks hmm. <laughs> right Interesting. So I have been fooled is what you're telling me into believing those tweets that I see that stand uh, people standing on their soapbox going, it's just raw data. And I'm standing in front of the soapbox going, yeah, it is. You're right, sir or madam. I've, I've taken a class on data mining. Like I've, I, I know a little bit <laughs> more about uh, the way that statistics and this, these large amounts of data are crunched together and it just it's about interpreting the data not not I have a little bit more of a background on that and that's about it right but, uh, yeah all of this to say why is Say It by Maggie Rogers my number one song how did this fucking <laughs> happen to me how did this fucking happen to me I'm like were you really listening to it that much I mean, it, it slaps. It slaps. We all know it. It's we a all good fucking it. song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, I'm not saying that it's not a good fucking song. It's just like, no, I want to be like, yeah, it does slap. But also, like, am I, am I okay? Oh, my God. Me. Me with Circle the Drain being in the top five songs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Also, listening to Frightened Rabbit, which I'm just like, yeah. isn't that from like 2014 or something? It really that is. Um, yeah, the reason why the reason why I'm <laughs> listening to this, it's from 2016. The reason why I was listening to it is because I, w- I went on a road trip at the beginning of last year, uh, or at the beginning of this year, so January mm-hmm. 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, we went up, me and my friends from high school went up to Saratoga and um, my one friend Jen likes Frightened Rabbit and put it on and I was like what the fuck is this what the fuck is this song this song is so good and so she gave me the name of the song and I like put it on a playlist and listened to only that on repeat and this song probably followed me I put it on a January playlist and it probably followed me until about August (laughs) on all my monthly playlists which is fucking crazy oh my Um, god but uh yeah interesting a lot of phoebe bridgers mm-hmm. a lot of taylor swift <laughs> uh i think bonnie Vare was in my top artist which is kind of weird because like i didn't really listen to a ton of bonnie Vare this year mm. i yeah see that's my thing i'm just like is this is this right but do i have the right to question spotify i mean i guess not like i guess right. you also know yeah Florence and the Machine is my number three and like I'm not gonna lie I am a Florence and the Machine stan we've been known this we've been Mm -hmm. knowing this um but again I haven't listened to any of her music like I barely listened to any Florence and the Machine this year hmm she came out that she came out with that one song um oh um, Light of Love yes 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 and I was like, yeah, the song fucking slaps. And like, yeah, I did have on, I did have it on repeat, but like, not enough to put her on number three. Mm, I felt but. that way about my top third artist because I have Mitski, Fiona Apple, and then Hosier, which I was like, I did listen to some Hosier, uh, but I don't, I really do not think I listened to enough Hosier where it would, 
take the third spot like I just don't think that that's right but maybe that's just like me being like I I don't know I just like it doesn't make sense doesn't add up in my head yeah I don't know it's it's really fascinating I wonder if they like pull from like last year's from previous trends you know like a residual trend Mm, yeah I would be interested to to know what that would look like and also i would be interested in just staging a coup against spotify just like you know to incite violence because i think that would be funny (laughs) why (laughs) i don't know i just think that it'd be fun to just like kind of rise against uh spotify i mean okay sounds good sure sure (laughs) sure Sure, aaron whatever you say anyway veering back onto our actual topic yeah um, so Wait, I do want to say that image of that Spotify rap, this motherfucker had his ear pressed to a conch shell all fucking year. (laughs) Hours listened, one million. (laughs) I'm like obsessed. I'm obsessed with those Spotify rap memes. That one is so fucking good. Also, it's so funny to me how so many people are like, oh, I'm going to block out like my either my number one song or my number two song because it's like a white noise track to help them sleep oh my god so many people and i'm like oh my god get the fucking isn't there an app for that (laughs) there literally is just just fucking get a white noise app you don't have to be on spotify but i mean you do you if you if you want to listen to box fan sounds all night (laughs) britney brovsky that was like uh this is a call out Mm mm-hmm Oh my god. Uh, literally so many people. Anyway. Uh, so, I. Okay, here's my thing about today's topic. I did not watch a lot of TV in Me neither. quarantine. Like, I feel like I kind of regressed into like different habits, and so, like, TV just did not fit. I, TVs and movies in particular, like, just are not friendly to my attention span um especially when i'm like i have to live with myself and myself alone for the next however long uh until i can like maybe socially distant wear a mask see another human being so like i don't know if it's like just like my brain chemistry or whatever but i can't i don't know like i can't watch i can't watch a fucking show without like getting up 10 minutes in i the the amount of shows and movies that i have on my netflix just 10 minutes Long. Yeah, I mean, and then I leave. Anything, uh, yeah, I feel that way as well with like more of the long form TV episodes. Mm. Like TV shows with episodes that are longer than a half hour, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually kind of bad. I just, I can't do it. I just, I it used to be no... able to sit and binge an entire season of a show that had like 11 hour episodes in one sitting (laughs) like I when I was really into Gilmore Girls Mm -hmm. at the end of high school I would go through a season of Gilmore Girls which is like I believe 13 episodes 13 40 ish minute episodes Mm -hmm. in literally a day and a half. 
Like, what was I doing? What the fuck was I doing? I, I don't know. I don't know. What the fuck were you doing, Liz? <laughs> Not my homework is what I'm... Is what I wasn't doing. I, I, I think my uh, en- energy for media, like, specifically, like, movies and TVs come from me getting energized from hanging out with my friends and then like that would be my alone time activity where like I would spend that time alone do like watching tv and doing something and like that would just be very okay and then now it's like all right well I need this alone time to stretch for as long as possible so I cannot bore or burn myself out because otherwise I might die yeah yeah me if I have to sit in silence with myself for more than two seconds, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> but I also need to be thoroughly entertained yeah. while doing that. Um, and you know. I feel like I don't want to be too um, controversial this episode, but I do feel like a lot oh. of, a couple of things have kind of shifted the way that people watch things. And now, like, I have not watched a Bon Appetit video in months. I have not watched a Great British Bake Off episode since that Japanese Week episode came out. Like... What? Yeah. what? So, um, I think on Netflix... I, like, like stopped watching after uh, Mary Berry left. Yeah, I I kind of, like, became a lot less interested. Like, I, I used to really, like, sit down and watch it. But then I just kind of put it on and, like, I would even sometimes just, like, mute it while I was doing something else just to have something on the screen. You know what I mean? Like, I would clean my room mm-hmm. or, like, put something together. So I, I really wasn't paying that much attention. But one time I was, like, cooking dinner and I had it on. And I, I saw that they had a Japanese week. And I was like okay sure uh mm-hmm. I, I get very nervous about british people doing uh <laughs> anything that is like cultural because like british people don't have a culture so i like immediately was like mm. and they really proved that they don't know anything about like Japanese culture and they just kind of like right. aggregated Asian East Asian specifically because like when you say Asian in Britain they they think of India but uh like East Asian culture they kind of like smushed it all together to how they wanted it and like none of the dishes made sense it, like one of the categories like was this kawaii kind of uh category but it right. it's just weird because I'm listening to these fucking incomprehensible people try and say kawaii, and I, I, like, cannot fucking understand them in English, let alone this, like, horrible <laughs> butchery of another language. Like, it, it's just, oh my god, I, I can't stand it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, it was yeah. a mess. And then it unveiled all this, like, shit about how the, some of the hosts and I think Paul, like, how they had historically done really, really terribly when it came to, like, cultural foods outside of, like, the small island nation of Britain and the UK in general. Like, right. 
If it's anywhere right. outside of there and anywhere outside of like Europe, they're gonna do a shit fucking job because they're a bunch of white guys, you know, who have like historically right. colonized the whole world. So it fucking right. sucks. Uh, uh, Paul apparently like fucking sucks, and he went to Japan and he was a shit about it. So that all came out. Yeah, I mean, so. like he's he's the worst fucking person in the world to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, he's misogynistic. He's rude. Yes, I think yes. he's racist. Like I just—he's a yeah, piece of so. shit. Like he really is a piece of shit. Which is like one of the reasons why I stopped watching because like I tolerated him at best when mm-hmm. Mary Berry was on the show, and like I'm sure she's not perfect either because mm-hmm. she's just this like old white woman. Mm-hmm. But like at least it was tolerable. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then she left. And they got two new hosts and this other white old woman. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, too big of a change for me. Because they uh, switched networks. It was right. like a network right. shift or That whatever. is true. Right. But I, mean, I don't know I anything don't about the BBC. Yeah, me. I, I don't know anything <laughs> about the BBC. Uh, so, uh, whatever. I believe you. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. Um not not caring about the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> not knowing anything about the BBC. <laughs> Just like living in blissful oblivion. That would be that would be peace for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um anyway. But, yeah, TV is hard and but we're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about it anyway. Um should I go first this time? Oh, yeah, you can go first. Oh, did you want to go first? No, I just expected you to be like, you go first. I'm shy. Oh, no, I'll go first. I'm not shy. Uh-huh. I'm not I'm not shy. <laughs> anyway, so ooh, I'm not going to talk about shy. like 500. I'm not shy. Ooh, ooh. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about like 300 shows. Uh like I did last episode where I talked about 500 movies. <laughs> uh, I'm only going to talk about two. <laughs> Great. Uh, and the first one is kind of funny because we were talking about Great British Bake Off. And mm-hmm. I just watched an episode with this cast on it. It was like a holiday special. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I can't understand what the fuck any of these people are saying <laughs> uh, and they speak English, and that's because it's the Dairy Girls. Yay, Dairy oh. Girls. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I So I watched this show for the first time back in uh, February or March, mm. um, and it's it, it was so fucking funny to me the first time I watched it. I was like, what is going on? This is so chaotic. And I don't understand what's going on. Um, but then I became completely obsessed. And I binged. There's only two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I literally consumed it entirely. And then I rewatched it again. Because I was just like, could not get enough of it. I thought it was so funny. Um, so Dairy Girls follow these four girls who go to an all-girls private school in... Not not Derry. They're from Derry, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Derry, Ireland. Um, 
but they go to school somewhere else. Still in wherever they are. I don't know. I literally don't understand Europe. Like, (laughs) I just don't understand. Um, Also, it fought it. I'm not going to explain it either. I'm not going to explain it either. But it's like these girls are living like in the 80s, I think, when there was like some conflict in Ireland. Again, I don't fucking know (laughs) anything. There's always um, a conflict conflict in Ireland, okay? And they always hate the English, and that's always going to be a constant because they've fucking always had this going on. Right. So anyway, it's like uh, there's like a bomb on the bridge or something. Okay, so it's in it's set in Northern Ireland in the 1990s. Okay. Now that we've got that cleared up, uh, there's British Army checkpoints. I don't know, man. Anyway. Uh, so it follows these like four girls who are from Derry. They go to the school. It's a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of them, her male cousin like comes to stay with them because his mother is like neglecting him or something. Um, and so he then joins them and becomes a Derry girl, Derry girl, and um, goes to their all girls Catholic school and mayhem and chaos and fun stuff ensues and Mm -hmm. i'm just obsessed i'm literally just obsessed they're all neurotic it's chaotic (laughs) uh it's so fucking funny and it's really funny i love how much they hate the english because mood uh second of all (laughs) i i you guys were like oh we we you have to watch like at least an episode and I was like, all right. So I, I did sit down and I watched a couple episodes with y'all. And the energy just absolutely batshit. Just it's insane. unhinged. These people are it's fucking wild. There's one episode that I'm completely obsessed with. And it's like, starts off with them going to a wedding. And mm-hmm. at the wedding party afterwards, or like the re- reception afterwards they like are doing this dance to rock the boat where you like sit on the ground and you pretend to like row a boat which like i don't know (laughs) i have never seen that before and like i didn't know that was a thing but they like are doing it and then a conflict ensues between the like main character's um cousin or the main character's great cousin, so like the mother's cousin. Mm-hmm. So there's a conflict and there's an argument, and this old woman dies because she like gets stressed out. So transition from the wedding to the funeral now of this woman who has died. Um, the dairy girls are at the funeral, and they one of them bakes weed scones. Like, she's going to make weed brownies, but they didn't have ingredients for brownies. They only had ingredients for scones. So she makes a plate of weed scones. Uh, Someone, I think it was a grandfather, eats one. I think the nun may have eaten one. And it's just absolute chaos. They, like, clog the toilet in the upstairs bathroom. The body, like, the mother is trying to, like, steal jewelry off of the corpse's body 
It is buck wild. It is fucking <laughs> buck wild. <laughs> oh my god. And yeah, it's god. just a good time. Really sit back, put the captions on because you are not going to be able to understand a fucking word that comes out of these people's mouths. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, they got a real thick accent. <laughs> they got a real thick accent and someone is always screaming. Someone is always screaming, mm-hmm. you never mm-hmm. understand what they're saying. Um, and yeah, it's just fun. It's a good time. It's a good... It's. I do want to watch more of that show. That is definitely a show that I would be very interested in continuing if I had the energy for it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like really casual watching. I think, like, out of the two shows that I'm going to talk about today, like, this one is definitely the easiest one to, like, sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, so fun. Incredible. I don't know. Yeah. They're, the they're, other they're show... cute, too. Like, they're just, like young and hang up having a good yeah. time they are like clearly kids which i do appreciate a show that is like here are a bunch of girls and they are very clearly like young girls just trying their best right. having a good time they exactly like they are teenagers they are young and they're hanging out and they are dumb as shit and i love it <laughs> They're so dumb. I love them. They were on, um, like I said, they were on a, like, Christmas special or, like, a New Mm -hmm. Year's special of Bake Off. Mm. And it was, like, um, all of them except for one Mm -hmm. who plays, like, a cousin in the show. And also the woman who plays the nun was on it. Oh, (laughs) And they are, like, all, like, they do a full episode of Bake Off. So they do, like, you know, the the first bake, the technical mm-hmm. bake, and the showstopper bake. Mm-hmm. And all of them, like, come into this, like, completely cocky. Like, one of them is like, I'm the best baker between all of us. Like, I'm going to win. And, like, the, <laughs> last, the last challenge is, like, they have to bake a cake that, like, is sculpted into something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's like a sculpture. And they came out with the shittiest cakes I have ever seen in my life. I was fucking crying. I was literally crying. The nun was like... (laughs) The nun was like, I'm making this cake. It's like going to be a homage to like my parents and Mm -hmm. my sister. When we were children, we used to go camping. So like I'm going to make, you know this like beautiful cake with like grass and like a tent and I'm going to make like a pole with little pendants and within like 30 seconds of having to frost the bottom piece of the cake which is the grass she literally was like ugh I'm fucking tired of piping and just takes a handful of icing and like smears it around like just with her bare ass hand and then she like makes this <laughs> she makes this tent and she's like I want to give it texture and puts on like the thickest piece of fondant I've ever seen in the entire world and it just looks like this like black mass on top of this messy ass green frosting and she like presents it to the judge <laughs> and Paul is like this doesn't look bad and I was like what the fuck is going on what do you mean it doesn't look bad it's yeah. different when they're celebrities. You can't be mean to them. <laughs> what do you mean you can't be mean to them? Why oh not? 
I feel like, you know, you don't get invited to Christmas parties then. And I think Paul would like to be invited to Christmas parties. <laughs> I wonder if Dairy Girls is on like a, um, is on the BBC. Uh, I don't know. Don't you watch it? Like, isn't, do you on see Netflix. what the network is? It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like on Netflix as in Netflix produced the show? Oh, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. See, like, okay, original network, Channel 4. Like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) I hate them. I fucking hate them. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? It's a British public service television broadcaster. Okay, whatever. These people think they're the fucking blueprint. <laughs> oh, I'm the blueprint. Here's this channel four. Like, as if we're the up. only channel four that exists. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sick of that shit. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so angry. Like, Britain never I don't know, invaded just... Korea. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting my fucking. <laughs> I feel like okay. So here's my thing: is that like, no one from from Britain has ever done anything to me. Except for the fact that I had witnessed so much, like, Sherlock and Doctor Who content on Tumblr back in the day. So I wonder if it's just, like, residual trauma from that. Mm, that truly was a terrible fucking time. Like, it tr- like That I'm, like, sitting watching here, like... forced over these fucking ugly-ass white dudes. Just... Dude, they, they were... So, they're so ugly. Dude, the amount of Dave and Tennant, like... Posting on my dashboard of people being like, "Oh my god, look how cute he is," and I'd be like, mm, "Where?" <laughs> oh, really, just trying to find something that doesn't look inbred. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, so <laughs> that's that's my first show. We love the Dairy Girls. Love it. Um. The second show that I want to talk about is um, Euphoria, which I... Oh. Yeah. So I watched it for the first time, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as it was coming out, so, like, as season one was airing, mm-hmm. I was, like, watching episode by episode online. Um, and then I think it was, like, middle of quarantine. I was like, huh, I want to watch Euphoria again. So I rewatched oh, it and I was like the it is the second watch through I was like this show is fucking good. It is like it's it's kind of annoying and cringy in a way that it's like look at all these white kids doing hard drugs at like parties. Mhm. Um but it's also like oh, you know, Zendaya's character is like an actual addict and like has almost died and like it's it's a it's a good I don't know what I'm trying to say there's like queer representation which is good which is great Mm -hmm. um there's a trans character played by a trans actress which is incredible Mm mhm um and I think it says I think it's I don't know. I think it's really good. I think it's fun. I I I know that like 
Is is that the show that earned Zendaya um, a bunch of like nominations and awards? Like, was that the one that like her role in that that she got that? Or I know she was in a bunch of other projects, which is why I'm just like not entirely sure. But I'm pretty sure that's where um, she had won uh, some at least some nominations, if not like an award for something. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, she was nominated, she was nominated a bunch for the show because she's just, like, she's fucking amazing in it. It's, like, literally insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, Twitter would not, was, like, absolutely in it with the Euphoria stuff. I, at the time, when, like, at the peak of Euphoria's, like, you know, all the episodes were coming out, like, at its peak, I, I did not have an HBO, like, access to HBO, so I just, like, didn't follow along with it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think that I kind of, like, felt like I missed the train on that show. Um, but I do have HBO access now, but now it's a pandemic and I don't have the energy to watch anything. (laughs) Especially not something that I know is going to be, like, heavy. Yeah. It's, it's really heavy. There's, like, a lot of drug abuse. Um, there's, Mm -hmm. like, some, some assault scenes that are really kind of difficult to watch and like maybe triggering to some people um Mm. but i don't i don't know i really like it it's like Mm -hmm. a show that like really captivated captivated me the first time that i watched it and like obviously stuck with me enough to be like oh i want to watch it again Mm -hmm. even if it is like hard to watch i don't know it's like it's one of those shows that really good show yeah, it, like, makes you really uncomfy, but also, like, makes you want to watch more of it. Wow. I'm sorry, I just, like, I don't know anything about fucking Euphoria. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's literally okay. It's literally, yeah, it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of teenagers doing drugs, and, like, it follows Zendaya's character, who was this drug addict, who, like, got into pills at, like, a really young age, mm-hmm. um... And so it's, like, her trying to stay clean and, like, her being in this, like, shitty town that she hates with, like, all these, like, rich boy, like, rich kids and, like, privileged white families. Mm -hmm. And then, like, she meets Hunter Schaefer's character, um, who is, like, new to the neighborhood because her parents got a divorce and she's, like, living with her dad. Um and they become like best friends and they like kind of get into relationships so like there's that and then there's like this football kid who is a piece of shit Mm -hmm. and like his girlfriend who is like trying to get out of a relationship with him but like he's fucking psychotic so like she can't even date someone else without him like assaulting that person it's 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 fucking crazy it's literally (laughs) insane but it's like kind of fun it's it's kind of fun to watch in the sense that like you're watching all these characters and like it's not like a traditional show where it's like you have all these like storylines and it's like oh yeah the popular girls like aren't gonna hang out with like Zendaya's character but like at the end of the day like they're all friends and they like all go to prom together and they all like hanging hang out and like it's just enjoyable to watch that oh yeah because it's like um, oh they're not pitting women against each other that's so nice 
Wow, what a concept. I think that's probably, like, more true to real life, you know? Like, no one's actually, like, who, who's actually, like, I don't know. I feel like I, as someone who has also gone to prom in my high school, like, I don't think that anyone was just, like, left out. Like, we all just kind of, like, vibed and then went home. Yeah, um, there was a fight at my prom. Did I ever tell you about this? Oh, my God, wait, what? Yeah, Over there was, what? Like, so okay so like it was like one of the most popular girls in school and her her brother was dating this other girl or okay wait i'm i'm getting my confused (laughs) it was like the most popular girl in school and like her older brother had a thing with this like other popular girl who was like in a different popular crowd so like the first popular girl was more into like the vineyard vines like preppy rich kid Mm. popular club and then right. the second girl was like also rich but like did drugs she was nice. in like, the drug popular crowd so like we had literally stepped into prom like we were there for like four seconds and like mm-hmm. the popular girl who did drugs like said something to the popular girl th- whose brother she was involved with and literally <laughs> one of them smashed a glass over the other one's <gasps> head <sighs> And they both got removed and suspended. I remember being there and being like, uh, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh my god, I'm just glad they didn't cancel your fucking prom. I feel like my high school would have fucking thrown a goddamn fit about that shit. (laughs) They would have shit Nah, they literally... (laughs) They were like, resume. (laughs) (laughs) No one do that. Keep keep partying, but don't do that. (laughs) Don't look. Nobody look. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Oh my god. Oh, at prom. Like, dude, just calm down. I literally love public school. Like, what the fuck? Public school is so cursed. I I truly, genuinely believe that uh, the best best kids go to public school. (laughs) I have, like, if I had gone to private school, there's no way that I would have the personality that I have today. I would not be funny. Like, that's just... Me that's neither! Just period. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it was it's funny, because, like, my mom was talking about how we had moved from uh, New York to South Jersey, and she was like, New York is more diverse, sure, but, like, you grew up with a bunch of Koreans, and you were in a Korean town, so actually you didn't have a very diverse background. Like, you, you maybe had, like, a couple of friends who were not Korean, and I think you had a single white friend, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you you really just hung out with a bunch of like Koreans, Chinese, like uh, and and not not no one else. So I uh, remember she was like, "You you go." But we thought we were gonna take you down to New Jersey, where like we thought it was gonna be a little bit more diverse. And then you go into class, and like everyone else is white, and now you're being discriminated against, and now people are saying racist things against you. And it's like <laughs> this is not what we expected. We really thought it was gonna be a different experience. <laughs> and instead of being hate crime. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. That's so bad, like, but that's so funny. It's so funny because I'm, I'm just like that's how I. That's that's why I am the way I am. It explains a lot about my development. 
Because you were hate-crimed in public school. (laughs) I wasn't actually hate-crimed. I did go to school with, like, actual black kids who were being (laughs) (laughs) hate-crimed. Let's be real. But, yeah, no, it's just, I mean, I just think it's fucking funny. Like, I've never, like, I, I remember going to school and then being like, oh, there's a fight, whatever, like, this is fine. But then, like, I feel like it was, it was almost, like, weird how coddled everything was in South Jersey but then I was also just like but why are they mean to me <laughs> yeah yeah I don't think wow. they were yeah, expecting first a fight. Korean uh-huh when they were like there's gonna be this girl named Erin from New York and they're <laughs> like all these white kids are like mm, I know Erin that's a white name and then you roll up and they're like what the fuck <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> Wait, you went into a Stop. fight? Stop! No, oh my god, no, I'm just saying that, like, I remember witnessing my first fight. Yeah, imagine me in a physical fight. That's why I'm asking. Um, no, yeah, I, I, rem- I, rem- I was in the ninth grade. I was literally fresh into high school. Um, and my middle school was, like, pretty tame. Like, nothing ever happened in middle school. And then I get to high school and these two, I remember it was these two girls in my art class, both a year older than me, literally fucking took it. They started fighting in the classroom and then like the other girl like threw the one, the other girl out into the hallway and were like beating the shit out of each other. And my art teacher at the time, instead of like calling security, like jumped onto one of their backs to like defuse the situation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I remember sitting there and being like, um, hello, what the fuck is going on? She had the hands-on re- approach. She was like, I'm gonna be in this. She she was literally five foot, weighed like probably 90 pounds, so I don't know what the fuck she was doing. She was gonna get tossed and like literally die. <laughs> but In art class. Whatever. Art, in art class. class. It's like, what do you have to fight over? <laughs> I mean, like... Y- no wait 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 hold on let me let me just back it up there for a second your first your first fight that you witnessed was in the ninth grade did you get into like petty little fights when you were in elementary school where you would just like sometimes like hit other kids um i didn't hit any kids okay well you know there's no need for the judgmental (laughs) tone i was asking in a way where i was gonna give myself and possibly you the benefit of the doubt because listen i was a kid all right i didn't know better we all just did it we all just fought each other because it was just the thing to do you had a conflict with someone you threw hands for a little while you wrestled until someone pulled you off each other and then you you know you, you carry on with yourself Oh my god. The more I think about elementary school, the more I realize that I was being bullied, um, but I didn't realize at the time. <laughs> so, like, I never threw hands, but, like, <laughs> I would be just, like, minding my business. I remember um, we, like, stood up for the Pledge of Allegiance, mm-hmm. and, like, I went to go sit back down afterwards, and some girl I was sitting next to pulled the seat out from underneath me, and I fell on my ass. And then... Like, three days later in gym class, like, I was sitting on the ground, and she walked up right behind me, and, like, pretty much did, like, the whole, like, I like it, cut G, and slapped me in the back of the head. (laughs) Um, so anyway, I think I was the one being bullied in elementary school. (laughs) 
<laughs> what? It gave me it gave me some uh, gave me some spice. <laughs> whatever like i was this like little chubby white girl with bangs my teeth were fucked up my teeth were so crooked like whatever and i was weird like i was just fucking weird man i don't know oh my god so i probably deserve to be bullied whatever no No. oh i I forgot i also in the fifth grade sorry i'm just gonna relive my trauma on this podcast (laughs) Um, I, we like had like in the back of the school, we had a playground and like a place where you could like sit on the bench and there was like a tree. Um, and then like right outside of the gymnasium, there was a big blacktop mm-hmm. where we all like lined up to go into school in the mornings mm-hmm. and, um, they like mixed lunches. So like the third and fourth graders would have lunch together and then, like, the first and fifth graders would have lunch together. And then mm. the kindergartners, like, had their own playground. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, being let out for recess in the fifth grade and, like, hauling ass. Like, I was so excited. I was just, like, fucking sprinting with all of my might. I was just, like, psyched to, like, get on the playground. It was, like, a beautiful day, I remember. And a first grader ran in front of me as the <laughs> second I stepped foot onto the blacktop, some kid ran out in front of me and I absolutely fucking threw this kid 300 feet. I fell. I scraped up both my legs and my arms. Like I got like road burn on the blacktop. <laughs> the kid like bonked his head on the blacktop. He was fucked up. We were both bleeding. (laughs) And then for the rest of the day, everyone I saw was like, dude, I heard you fucked that first grader up. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I did. Oh my god, you absolutely busted that poor soft child's head. Can you imagine that kid go home and they're like, oh my god, what happened? And they were like, yeah, fifth grader fucking threw me to the ground. Just absolutely trampled me. Yeah. Oh god. Oh my god, Liz, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't. It's so funny. It's, it's so, so funny to me. It's so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Jesus so Christ. that's Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Wow. On my way. Oh. What did Jesus. you watch, Aaron? <laughs> No, I'm okay. Um, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I like wish I knew who it was. You know. Oh my god. Oh holy shit. Anyway. Uh yeah. I I watched. Um. So the the show that I watched, I had actually. Uh, it came out last year, but I didn't actually watch it until this year. Um, and I remember watching like watching the 
season one finale near the beginning of quarantine. Like, it was definitely March. Um, and uh, so I was like, oh, this is a great show. Like, I am so excited to watch the second season. And then the second season came out, and we were in the midst of, like, whole bunch of shit so I just like never got around to it so uh it's it's a really good show it's called Dead to Me um it's available on Netflix and it's like a oh. dark comedy sorry with... no you're my fine. reaction my reaction was so slow <laughs> sorry no that's fine uh so Christina Applegate plays like I she's the main character she is a recent widow her husband had died in a car accident and she kind of like goes through this like grieving process in the first episode she meets with uh linda cardellini's character i don't know if that's how you say her names but um Mm -hmm. her character is like is also grieving the death of her uh well no she's grieving the inability for her to give birth. So she had apparently, like, had a stillbirth, and it was, like, really terrible, and I don't remember uh, what the other details, because, um, no spoilers, but you kind of realize that, like, there are a couple of twists that come through, um, like, not everyone is telling the truth about their stories, um, Mm -hmm. and there's, like, a really, really big one that comes at the end of season one that, like, doesn't really change anything but it kind of shifts the perspective that you have on everything that had happened um so i thought i I thought it was really interesting i i came into it understanding that it was going to be a comedy and it is really funny but i think it's one of the like most genuine portrayals of women especially older women uh in media like i feel like grace and frankie and this show has given older women the ability to not only be like you know, physically attractive and, like, have this, like, really interesting and engaging life outside of just being, like, a mom in someone else's story. Because, like, I I don't know if you've also noticed this, but, like, as someone who is now, like, in my mid-twenties, I am watching, I am, like, looking at all these new shows coming out, new movies coming out, and, like, so many of them are, like, geared to teens or, like, have teens yeah. as the main focus of it. And I'm just, like, I don't know how many shows I can watch where they're, like, in high school anymore. Like, I just yeah, don't know. Yeah, I feel that way. Yeah, I feel that way really strongly about, um, like, books that I read. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll read, um, like, a young adult book, and I will finish it, and I'll be like, wow, I feel genuinely so unfulfilled and, like, unsatisfied. And, like, I hated all the characters, but, like, the plot was not bad. And, like, I'll be left, like, feeling, like, really bizarrely about it. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, this isn't a genre for me. Like, this wasn't Mm. written for me. So, like, of course I feel these way because it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And this is not something that I like anymore. So, of course I'm not going to like it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I also feel, I also get what you're saying I recently watched a couple episodes of Dash and Lily, which is, like, Mm. a Christmas show on Netflix, where it's, like, Mm. these two teenagers, like, passing a notebook back and forth to each other. They, like, haven't met. And it's, like, all these characters are are in high school, and it's, like, so very obviously written and created for teenagers. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, sitting there, and I was, like, wow, I'm bored. And then again, uh, I was like, oh, this isn't for me. 
Yeah, so I, I've just been, like, I, I started this show because I was just, like, whatever, like, I'll just watch anything. Um, but I ended up really, really enjoying it. And also, I shipped the two women because, of course, I do. <laughs> I Why think not? that they are psychotic and they are incredible. And I think that just, like, even their chemistry on screen is really great. Like, they have this great bantering. They have these, like, really heated arguments. But then they're also just, like, clinging to each other because they really formed this like tight friendship and this bond through the traumatic things that they had gone through um right but like they're both fucking insane and it's just like so fucking funny um and and, like the the jarring lines that get just like thrown out in the middle of like all of these crazy things like i i feel like dark comedy can kind of like go wrong so fast but this does it so well um Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a really good show. I highly, highly recommend it. It's hard for me to talk about it without like spoiling it, which is why I keep like stopping myself and going, "Yeah, it's just, good. it's just good." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Christina Applegate's character is definitely one that I personally resonate with because she is so fucking angry. She gets so fucking mad, and I love it because she's right for it. Sometimes, sometimes it is just like so justified, and. I am just like, actually, yes, she is like this angry woman. And I like, I don't want to harp on like the whole representation thing, but also like these characters are so refreshing. They are so, uh, I think, realistic. I think that it really feels like a a tethered, like down to earth show. Um, I think it does a really good job of like, really grounding you with these characters and then presenting you with these absurd circumstances that's other on paper seem in, insane but like as you're watching it you're like no 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 this kind of plays out and it makes sense so <laughs> right right it's that's it's, fun it's I, so good not gonna lie to you i did see a post I, it might have been on tumblr of the two women like sitting next to each other on the couch and like one of them grabs the other one's arm Mm-hmm. And so, of course, everyone is, like, flipping out because of that. So then I was like, oh, lesbians? Let me watch this show. And I think I got, like, 15 minutes into the first episode, and I was like, mm, I can't watch this. This show ain't for me. <laughs> but I'm glad it, that you love it. I know a lot of people who like this show. Yeah, it. it I don't think I would have watched this show, to be honest with you, any other time. Like, I would not have joined... enjoy it now had I not known what it was and I would not have enjoyed it any earlier just because like I just don't think that that was something that I was interested in I think there was this like niche time where it just kind of appealed to me and I watched a bunch of it and then I I mean I heard good things about the second season I heard you know like that it got really good reviews and that it's confirmed for at least another season I think after this um I mean, good for it, but uh, it's it's definitely a dark show. There are a lot of heavy themes in there. It's 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 a lot, but it is one that like I think about because I think about the way that like similar to Grace and Frankie, uh, where the, these women have this like companionship and they clearly have this like very deep uh, love for each other, and it's not romantic love, but I still right. read into it that way. 
And so yeah. it is kind of like I'm falling for the queer baiting that is like a la 2010s, but it's mm-hmm. older gay women. So who cares? I right. don't know. Right. No, I feel that way <laughs> when I watch Grace and Frankie. Like I have a really hard time um, making my brain switch off the like, okay, these two women aren't going to date. They are just compatible and their chemistry is really good and they're mm-hmm. just best friends. Um, it just, it's right there, yeah. dude. I know. I know. And their husbands divorced, divorced them, so they're single. To just date each, each other. other. <laughs> there's already a gay other. relationship there. Like, literally. Here's my thing, also. Like, I remember thinking about this going, like, Dead to Me would be so fucking good if this were a lesbian story. Because it makes so much sense. It would be a little bit considered on the, like, toxic end of the spectrum because of some of the circumstances around the meeting. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like a Killing Eve kind of situation where it's like, that, that, like, that's an antagonist right there. But... Um, you, you kind of watch it and you just, you're just like, I understand it though. And even through all of that, there is this like love that still persists through all of the shit that had happened and through all everything that they went through. And they actually kind of like, I don't know if it, if, if that carries on in the second season, but from what I saw in the first season, it seems that there is this potential for that to grow from where they are and where they kind of leave off. So I thought it would make a lot of sense. And I think, you know, in the next coming seasons, when they're wrapping up this show, they should think about maybe including the (laughs) end where they uh, are together because Christina Applegate's character is a widow and does not have a man and does not need another man. She needs a girlfriend. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Well, fingers crossed, I guess. I, I hope so. Uh, that's my that's my show. Um, I, I'm Thanks, not going to tell anyone to watch it, but that that I think that's my show of the year. <laughs> that's, that's great. That sums up my 2020. Yeah, literally. <laughs> don't don't. I'm not going to make anyone do anything. I'm sick of this shit. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we all are sick of it. Anyway, uh, anyway thanks. We're for listening almost to there. Fucking episode of Retro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're almost there. We are so sh- we're stronger together. We're stronger together. Yeah. Liz, I just want to take this moment together. and say thank you for sharing those fucking bad shit stories about you in school. They're like warming <laughs> my heart. You are so welcome. I'm like so glad that I have become this strong enough person that I can sit here on a podcast with you and really talk about my elementary school traumas so openly and we can have a giggle about them you know it's just really refreshing it's so good it's so good anyway um um, thank you for listening you can find us on twitter at pod retrograde on instagram at retrograde the podcast we come out with new episodes every monday morning And we'll see you again next week when we do another uh, of the year series. Woo!
Ooh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.